What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I am the host of the Sports by Fry podcast. Another Sunday, of course, means another Sunday sit-down. So I am once again joined by J-Lo. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Flowing along nice and easy this morning. Yeah? Didn't have a... Uh, you had a bad night's sleep? You still feeling okay? It was all right. It was fine, mate. I've got, uh, got seven hours under the belt. That's all that matters, I guess. Yeah. Have you uh, had a chance to read my two articles that I wrote this morning? No. No, I didn't uh, think I so. Asleep. I hit publish on one of them about 20 minutes ago, so oh. I didn't think that would happen. Yeah. Um, I wrote, obviously made my Sunday picks as I do every week, mm-hmm. but I just wrote one on Ant Davis as well, just about his uh, huge playoffs so far. He's having a good little run, isn't he? He's not bad. 47 last night or the night before. Pelican's uh, franchise record for playoffs. Doesn't really surprise me. I don't think the Pels are a, uh, a mainstay in the playoffs. I guess Chris Paul would have probably been the only one who might have had it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Although, yeah, they are te- Larry... did they technically move? I get so confused. I was going to say, is it Larry Johnson with the Hornets or oh, are they... Oh, I don't know. Who knows? Bizarre. But yes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Anthony Davis later. We're also going to touch on the uh, NBA draft a little bit. I did my third mock draft yesterday. Mm. Third? Fourth? Third. Because uh, obviously the standings are kind of set now, all the tiebreakers are done, so we yeah. know where every team's picking pre lottery. So we'll touch on that, and of course, it wouldn't be another Sunday sit down if we didn't talk about the mighty Dockers and the mighty Eagles. Oh, yeah. Setting up for a big derby next week. It is, it's going to be an absolute ball tower, I'll tell you what, mate. I think, with the exception of your first loss to Sydney, we haven't, like, combined, the two WA boys haven't lost the Optus yet. Yeah, so it's the only one. Could be nice if we just uh, turn that place into a. What did you call it yesterday? Fortress of Solitude? Yeah, but that's a uh, Superman reference, so it's not going to hold up. But, hey, we, uh, we can keep calling it that. It might stick. You never know. All right. Well, let's we've started it here. <laughs> we'll find something. Let's make it a thing, thing guys. Just smack it. Yeah, smack just it. smack it. God, that's funny. Anyway. Um, all right. So, yes. Without further ado, let's dive right in. First thing we're going to talk about is a little bit to do with the NBA draft. So, like I said, I've done my third mock draft. Have you had a squeeze at that yet or no? Nah? Uh, I can get her up right now, mate. No biggie. I was just uh, wondering if you saw who the Denver Nuggets uh, might be getting. No, I'm, I'm looking at Tankathon right now, but... Uh, the Nuggets are in an interesting thing. spot. I said they pick 14th in the moment. Imagine if they shot up into the top three. That would be ridiculous. Oh, they've never done it in history. They've never only ever up. gone backwards. Yeah, so... Oh, that kind of sucks. Surely this is our year, hey? Yeah, maybe. Um, if we, yeah, well, if we jump into the top three, it'd be very exciting for old Jay Hilo. Who there. would you take if uh, you had a top three pick? Let's is it say a number one, or is let's it top say uh, let's say you have number one. Let's make it fun. Who um, would you pick number one for the Nuggets? And then who would you pick number one as like? Mm-hmm. Just do you think he will be the best player in this draft, or he's the best prospect to take number one? If I'm Phoenix right now, the number one pick, I would choose Aiton because uh, Donkic just doesn't really fit. Yep. Um, I still really like Bagley as well and Porter. I think they could arguably be the best two in the le- uh, draft, but yep. <clears throat> probably uh, good old DeAndre Aiton for the Suns at number one. It works pretty well. I know they've got a plethora of young big men, but none of them look good, so... I've been uh, quite vocal on my hate and disdain mm. for the uh, Phoenix Suns bigs. So, the yeah. thing about Aiton is, does he have much of a jumper at all? Not, not really. really it's not a, 
Um, but he's so dominant inside that it doesn't really matter like what his shooting numbers are. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes took, up against Boogie. Yeah, he took. A, like, oh. I think he took on average about one three a game in college, and he yeah. made like a solid clip, like right. around a third. You know, like thirty four percent something like that. So that's pretty good for a big man. And if I was the Nuggets with the number one pick, I think uh, Michael Porter fits really nicely mm. for us. Yeah, I like that. Um, it would actually be really interesting to see what Trey Young could do for us. Yeah. Um, and maybe perhaps trade Jamal for another nice pick or something like that. I know I really like Jamal. I like what he has to offer, and I think he could be a star. He should average twenty points a game next year. But Trey Young is like a, a you know me and my true point guards. Yeah, yeah. And even though he scores a ton, he's still throwing out well NCAA leading assists, which really floats my boat. It really if, uh, uh, that is my egg roll, so to speak, Alex. If the uh, Suns offered sixteen and let's say pick three, say they slip back to three for your pick. What are you saying, sixteen? They've got the sixteenth pick as well. Oh right. If they offered sixteen and say pick three uh-huh. for Jamal and th- what have you got? Fourteen. Would you take it? Um. It would be really close. Yeah, it would be really close. Probably, probably not for a top three pick. Yeah. Um, just because the a lot of the best players in our in this draft don't fall in our positions of need. Yeah. That's like Aiton next to Jokic would be really interesting. Actually, yeah. probably would work. Um, cover up de- Jokic's defensive shortcomings, but I think um, I prefer Porter Junior at the small forward. Um, so I would probably wouldn't take it. I mean, because Jamal's a surefire 20 points a game next year, or at least 18. Close to, anyway, yeah. Which is pretty pretty nice. And he's a good defender. Like, he's not yeah. great, but he, he works really hard. So, True. No. so you reckon uh, Aiton's the guy at number one? Just, just because it's uh, Phoenix. If it was um, someone else... Who, well, let's just, have... who do you think's the player that should be number one, just uh... overall? I, I think probably Bagley should be okay. the number one pick. I think he's been so hard done by to just like all of a sudden lose all this love on the back end of the year. Like yeah. when he wasn't playing shit, like he was playing pretty much the same. Like maybe it dropped off a bit, but I reckon he's a real talent. I like him the best probably. His jumper's a bit sketchy. That's probably what hurt him a little bit. I've had yeah. him pegged to go around three or four for most of my like drafts that I've done. I said... Number one. Actually, for all three mock drafts that I've done so far, I've said that Aiton should go number one. Okay. However, Phoenix has been picking at number one each time. Yeah. I love the looks of Luka Doncic. Like, he could be... wouldn't surprise me if he was the best player in this draft. But, you know, playing over in, arguably, and probably, the second best um, competition in the world over in Europe at, like, the age of 19, he's doing some pretty awesome stuff. So, yeah. For sure. I like the looks sure. of him, but I think I think Aiton's just a bit of a game-changer. He big could call, but he reminds... Sorry, big call, but he reminds me a little bit of, like, David Robinson. Oh, okay. Right. Like, a lot of people comparing him to Pat Ewing, but, yeah, I love the looks of Aiton. I reckon he could be, like, that type of a big athletic game-changer. Yeah. So. I think Do- uh, Donkic, is, his at- lack of pure athleticism from a, a top-five pick scares me, like... Um, I know, obviously, there's guys who've gone about it before who've been, who haven't been athletes, like Nash and these mm. sort of guys, but I think trying to guard these, like, hyper-athletes... He's like, a pretty good athlete. Like, he's not terrible. Yeah, but he's, he's not, like, a super athlete, and that scares me. Like, you see these guys, like... I mean, I guess it's a bit harsh on Melo, but he was never quite the guy that LeBron or D-Wade was just because he didn't have that explosion. Like, yeah, okay. at least that could have covered his defensive shortcomings. 
I, similar with Harden even, I guess. I mean, you would take James Harden, let's be honest. Sir. But that's like a tall order, right? So it just scares me a little bit. That's why I, w- I wouldn't spend a number one pick on him. That's I reckon sure. he's going to be like amazing. But yeah, I, anyway, look, he, he very well might that's be. A, that's a whole discussion for another day. But yeah, I totally understand. That's a valid point. Mm. Um, let's move on. I <laughs> Good transition. I um, was listening to Little Dicky this morning. Okay. And I was listening to Classic Male Pre-Game. Great song. It is a good song. And, uh, it's probably my favourite, I think. It's right up there. He was oh, talking Truman is actually probably my favourite now after that run. Oh, just, yeah, that's just right. You love that song. Russell like Westbrook on a farm it. for me is awesome just because it talks about Russell Westbrook. If it was an original beat, it would yeah. be an all-timer, but it's... Mm. Anyway, I was listening to the song and was listening to the part where he said uh, they're debating the top 10 in the NBA. Who do you reckon right now is the top 10 in the NBA. I've kind of oh sprung gosh. it on you. Yeah, I would need a bit of a... Uh, so it's LeBron. Let's see if we can see if we can do it as a together. So who uh, you got number one? You got LeBron number one? Uh, probably. I think LeBron might not be no, the number one player in the world anymore. Okay. <coughs> I think cool, honestly... I, like, it's trending that way, isn't it? Um, not that I, I don't think he's amazing. He's still a top one or two. Yeah. I just... I, for mine, honestly, the way Davis and Harden are playing right now... Mm-hmm. Um, I think they might have just overtaken. Like, if you're like, who do you want in your team right now to get get through this playoffs out of those three? Well, you would definitely choose Davis right now, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true. But I would probably still pick Jimmy just because um, I think, like, D'Antoni... Oh, was it D'Antoni, said, D'Antoni who said it? That he was the best offensive player maybe ever? Offensive, yeah. Yeah. and I, Best player he's ever... I think it was D'Antoni. The best offensive that, player he's ever seen, yeah. I find it really hard to argue with that other than perhaps Curry. Like, honestly, yeah, okay. like... And Michael, obviously. But, yeah, I, uh, I would pick those two. Those three, sorry. Davis, LeBron, Harden. Yep. I would take Curry and KD. Yep. Add Russell. Yep. Um, I mean, we could get into ages talking about the order. I just wanted a quick fire. I was, just, yeah, I was yeah, listening yeah. to it while I was brainstorming ideas. I was like, let's um, see how... So quick. that's six, right? Yes. Uh, right. Kawhi. Yeah, we take Kawhi. Giannis. Giannis, yeah. That's eight. Eight, Two correct. More. Mm. This is where it gets really interesting. Because um, now we've got guys like Kyrie, Paul George, um, I would, LaMarcus, yeah. Not LaMarcus, Boogie... I would take would you put Boogie, Boogie in there. I would take yeah, Boogie I'd put Boogie as a in top there. Tenor. Um, then one more spot. It's probably a guard. Let's be honest. Um, Dame's in the convo, yeah, I guess. I think it's after his f- year, he might be in it's there. It's a flipper coin. I'd actually probably choose Paul George, honestly, over Dame. So then, I'm just having a quick look at my All NBA teams that I wrote earlier. But a healthy, guys who could be around the mix: Embiid and Simmons. They're probably not in the top ten. Yet, but they could be. They're probably Indeed, like 12th or etc. But healthy Pozingus might be getting close. So, who do you choose, Paul George? I think Paul George, yes. Yes, mm. please. I'll take Paul George. There's someone we're totally forgetting. Chris Paul? Nah, not for me anymore. Draymond Green? No. Clay Thompson? Nah. Carl Lowry? Mm. Oh, DeRozan, actually, I'll take. Jimmy Butler? I'll take DeRozan. You've got to give him a bit of love for the way he's played this year. Yeah. Second, second in the league, his whole team. Interesting. Yeah, I was. I don't DeRozan, know. but I also Jimmy Butler's a, a really good call too. 
Yeah, I think I love the call you made, Aunt Davis, as one of the top. We had this discussion, or part of this discussion, we were sitting on the couch. What day was it? Thursday? Uh, Wednesday? This must have been Thursday. It's a couple of days ago, yeah. and we, were, we started to talk about who we think is the player that could kind of, I guess, dominate the MVP race in the mm. next, like, three years. Yeah. And I initially introduced the idea of Giannis, and then you said Aunt Davis, so... So let's yeah, let's, yeah, let's right. continue that conversation. So who do you think? Let's say for the next three years from right now, like starting the next three seasons, who do you think has the best chance to win? Say like two MVPs, like the next two of well, the next I'm three, the, or be yeah. like second or first for the next three years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, on the couch, I, what I, the way we got into this is, I sort of said I don't think I think Ant Davis is the only person who's really he's and he's just. He's just sort of played himself into that into the, in these last playoffs. I think he's the only player in the league who can really challenge James Harden for an MVP in the next three years. Mm-hmm. And you, you, yeah, you flagged Giannis. Initially, I said Giannis. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of sided with you now. I mean, a little bit of recency bias now that Davis has just gone out and yeah. murdered the Pelicans in four straight games. But yeah, I just think he, he's like he's got a actually funnily enough decent team around him all of a sudden. Mm. And kind of surprising. Not that it, it's 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 surprising, but actually, when you think about it, it's not that surprising. Yeah. Like Rondo's been there a lot in the playoffs. Drew Holiday's like a great defender who's just never been healthy, mm. um, and they've shifted him to the shooting guard. Yeah, getting Rondo amazing. has actually turned out incredibly for them because yeah, for the series, I, like I said, I read about Davis this morning, and I gave Rondo and Drew Holiday a bit of props. But yeah, for the series, Drew Holiday kept. Um, Dame to like under 35% mm. shooting, under 20 points a game, but had like 28 points himself. So, yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Well, he's got a pretty good like um, supporting cast now. I think as well, like, not only does, and look, he's not going to win the number one seed, but he might just get the third seed with some crazy numbers. Like, like Russell, I think it's Russell, him, and James, who are the three in the league who can now, obviously, on any given night, a few other guys, but mm. consistently put up like numbers that we're like, oh my God, we might never have seen that before and never see it again. One of those stupid things like, he's the first big man since Robinson to have 29, 20, and 20. 12 blocks with or five something, blocks. Yeah. Or just something, like, they're the three who can do it. Giannis, freak. Giannis as well, obviously Ben Simmons and LeBron. Um, and Curry probably if he's going. But I think, yeah, he's probably the man for me. What do you reckon? Yeah, like I said, I tend to agree with you, but I do... It's so annoying. Imagine if you just took Anthony Davis off this team and you put Giannis Antetokounmpo on this team. Yeah. Do you reckon they'd be as good? I don't think so. No, neither do I. It's it's Giannis's jumper that's a little mm. suspect because like he finds guys nicely, but his jumper, whereas Davis... He'll look like that jumper's going off and then he'll dump it to Boogie or, or something. That's so. kind of how I, like, after we had that discussion, I had a bit of a think about it and I was like, all right, if I, like... And I thought the same thing. If I took Anthony Davis off the Pels and put him onto the Bucks, would they be better? I would probably take, like, if you were like, you can have one of these two for your franchise right yeah. now and it's a, just a generic franchise, I would probably take Giannis mm-hmm. just because he's got younger, he hasn't been injured Really yeah, that's throughout a good his point. career, whereas Davis is like, in five years, he'll really slow down. I'm planning on doing a, a series called What If, and I think, oh, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before. I'm, I'm going to go and all some sorts. There's some wicked ones, but I'm just praying to God that Anthony Davis doesn't become a What If. I like, his so. health mm-hmm. is the only thing that will hold him back from being 
In the article today, I said he could literally be the next Hakeem Olajuwon. Who's the like greatest one of those version. you think in history? The what if? Is it D Rose? Ooh. The injury. The injury. Grant Hill's right up there. But he yeah. had some stuff before he got injured. He's he is, one who I've got right in my idea. He's sort of the guy who's done what Giannis has done and then if Giannis got injured now, yeah. almost. Something like, like that. Like starting to go, holy moly. There's a handful of others I'm forgetting, but yeah. Um, B-Roy is my one, oh, honestly. He was, he's the one, because he, he had Lamar, like a good Lamarcus. I love that Blazers team when they had it like was. Batum and him right. and um, they really They'd really, they were almost what this Warriors were or are before they could have yeah. potentially beaten the Warriors to what they were like Roy was a hell of a shooter offensively there wasn't much he couldn't do like speaking of the Warriors do you reckon the uh, Pelicans stand any chance because Golden State's up 3-0 they play San Antonio in a few hours they're probably going to sweep them <clears> why do I feel like uh, the Pels might actually funnily enough have the tiebreaker over them they Is might that right I have no idea, to be honest. I'll look at it. Yeah, look, what do you, honestly, do you reckon they can... They match up like a, a house on fire. Like, Rondo and um, Drew Drew guarding the two backcourt players mm. from the Warriors. And then, I mean, KD might have a bit of a field day, but... Um, still, Ant Davis would make... Like, imagine, I mean, Ant Davis... Ant Davis would kill the, the um, Warriors. I think it's going to be a much better series than we thought initially, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I can, I can dig that. Um... And Miritich is all of a sudden just, like, chipping away. I, I really like what they built. Imagine if Boogie was there and they figured it out. Yeah, well... That's I why I, I, totally, I totally understand that, that NBA is going the way of the three-pointer and the guard, but I don't mind the teams like the Bucks and the Sixers and, obviously, the Pels and the Nuggets who've just gone, no, actually, we're going to stay big. Yeah. Because... It's a mismatch one way, but it, it works the same the other way. Golden State won the season series 3-1. Oh, 3-1. Yeah. Still got a break away from them, though, yep. which is interesting. Um, Curry coming, just coming back. Yeah, know. I'm not, I did read something about his injury earlier, and I think they said he's going to be out for another... Um, like, he's re-evaluated in a week. Well, even better. He'll probably be back for the second round. But, um, yeah, it's still just a little bit cloudy. Mm. Um, I think originally all along they said he'd be back for the second round, but yeah, yeah it's very interesting. And it's when you try and inter- like reintegrate a guy who really runs your team, although Draymond probably arguably has that mantle more. Yeah. When you try and bring a guy like that back in, it just always takes a game or two. Like, um, yeah, it makes him more vulnerable. I could I could see the Pelicans. Yeah, interesting doing series, issue. that's for sure. No doubt. Speaking of uh, interesting, I did not think I'd be sitting at this point in the AFL season, five rounds in, and the Dockers would have a, uh, a winning record. Yeah, what's that about, mate? I mean, we have played the Bulldogs. I mean, you can you know take that win with a grain of salt. Oh, and same with the uh, Gold Coast Suns. But, yeah, the boys are three and two. No doubt. Fife is playing like real Fife. I'm so glad that he's back to his best. He'd probably be close to leading the Brown low at this point. Um. Yeah, I'm Mitch just trying to think who played really good in our wins. Weeks. But it's been five, hasn't it? Yeah, five. Five would have got three. Because we last looked week. at his ridiculous got... dream team numbers. Yeah, and they surprised us, right? Like, yeah, I think in the wins he'll get three, so he's yeah. probably got nine, and then he might get one or two in the losses. Hmm, he's probably I mean, leading the dreamy. Yeah, he'll be uh, the dreamy, the brownie, uh, brownie, 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 the Charlie, Charlie dreamy. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Um, big derby next week. Yeah, all of a sudden, yeah. it's a massive. Dude. I didn't realize you're not even in the top eight, though. 
Nah, although that steep. win was a massive boost for our percentage. Like we oh, had yeah, eight, we were two and two and had percentage around the eighty mark, I think. Because we got flopped. No, we didn't get we got pumped in by your losses port? and not winning by much. In the first game, I think we got flopped by Port. Oh, it's like a fifty point win. That's yeah, uh, lost. That's right. Yeah. And then um, yeah, we beat Brisbane, uh, beat Essendon and the Gold Coast by not much. So yeah, okay. Yeah, just quietly. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, it was an awesome thing to see Mickey Walters just run amok in the third quarter mm. like for the I think for the third quarter we kicked six goals three and the dogs didn't score or something yeah. like that and that's when we really blew the game open those are just the the funnest times to be watching your footy and side. it's been a while since I watched my footy side do that yeah granted it's probably like we've probably had a run like that in one of our wins maybe not last Surely, year year before yeah. but yeah it was uh, definitely worth the uh, early wake up yeah good on you those Hill brothers aren't, aren't running around like crazy, though, but you're getting the wins. They're they? not. And someone, um, I think it was on Twitter, posted me a question. They were just saying, oh, which one of the... Or maybe it was something I saw. That were, which one of the uh, Frio youngsters, like debutantes, has been the best so far? And I was like... They've all mm, been... They've all, just, they've all been fine, but yeah. no one stood out. Shera looked yeah. really good on the weekend, but he kicked, like, kind of... I think he kicked three, two oh, or three okay. goals, and he kind of... Not cherry picked, but like was an extra handball over right. the top. A lot of our goals were like we just streamed forward and had mismatches, and we just ran into an open goal. Mm. Defensively, we're oh, we can, we're back. That's good. back to like the, the Ross Lyon dominant errors. I don't know, like numbers wise, how our defense is holding up, but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it's top one couple. of the better ones top in the league. Couple. It's tough to determine just um, because up. there's teams that haven't played yet. So oh, yeah, after the round, I'll have a look. But, yeah, that's a good point. Actually. But yeah, it was good. Your boys uh, hung on as well, got their uh, fourth win of the year, and are now sitting on top of the AFL standings. You gotta love that. It's it's been a, it's been a while since we've been there. It's yeah. back to where we belong. We're just one of those teams that generally hovers around the top eight. Like it's, and it's not a surprise when you see West Coast up there usually. But this year, it really bloody is. I tell you what, I, you... I thought we'd be going alright. Didn't I? Wouldn't have picked this, but it's been an easy start to the season. Hasn't That's it? true. When West Coast uh, bottom out, or like you know, if you do have an off year, it seems like those times outside the eight aren't very lengthy. Like no, you no. might have one year down in like the bottom four, mm. and then you'll be like tenth, and then bang your back. Yeah. Like I remember the year. Didn't you go from? Losing, we no, got the wooden spoon to top four. Yeah, that's a prelim. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say to the Grandy, but no, that, I knew that wasn't right. No. That's right. That was the first year Nata Nui really put it together, and then everyone was like, "Oh wow!" And then all the injuries. But yeah, it's, it, I will admit it's been a good twenty years following these blokes compared to your your pretty rough twenty years. But yeah. uh, maybe a, maybe it's just turned around. For we had a nice time. little five year patch though. Like I can't can't be too mad. Consi- at least we've shown like signs that we're. Okay. Yeah, you won a championship two years ago in the NBA, so that's, that's true. Uh, I don't think I'll be winning it out. I don't think I'll be winning one this year. Well, what what was I thinking about? It was uh, like seventeen years since I started following the Nuggets, mm. and it's been a pretty, pretty topsy turvy. Yeah, been interesting. Years. Seventeen or eighteen or, or something long like that. So uh, yeah, it's good to see West Coast up there. The Derby. Who do you reckon is going to uh, take out the first battle at the Fortress of Solitude, Frizzy man? Um, look, I'd love to see us get up, but I mean, just judging by our track record, and I wrote about the Eagles earlier uh, last week. Yeah. Rookie taggers and key defenders as well. Yeah, I wrote, tough. Yeah, I wrote about the Eagles last week, and I was like, oh look, to be honest, they might be the best like offensive team in the comp. And like I just said, Frio's defense is up and about, but I mm. don't think um, 
will be shutting down all of your boys. Yeah, it's a bit tough. Isn't it? Although I think the biggest thing. Like, if we're going to win, is we probably have to put points on the board to outscore you. Like, we can only shut you down a certain mm. to a certain extent. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, look, if it's anything... I said a similar thing when we played the Giants. If we lose by about five goals, I'll be happy. Yep. I'd like to see it be in the 20s, and the low 20s would be, would be satisfactory. So, But, yeah, look, nothing's impossible. It was nice to see... Um, percentage go up against the Bulldogs, so we're coming in with a bit of a, a wet sail. It'd be nice to... Uh, yeah, the odds are actually out. pretty short, aren't they? That's not a bad spread. Yeah, Eagles are seventy for West Coast. Yeah, 2.15. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, nice, nice unison there. We've got a pretty, like, telling month coming up. We've got the Tigers in Melbourne and the Swans in Sydney. Fun- so. Yeah, funnily enough, we have a telling month because we've just got a really easy run and we just need to... Get four wins. No, you know? you boys have got tough. Oh, sorry, we've up. had our run. Sorry. Yeah. Well, so you've yeah. got. I wrote when I was writing about the Eagles. I realised you. I think you guys were sitting second at the time, and not including the game against Carlton. But the next four games you played were against the teams that were also in the top five. And it might have changed now because. Yeah. 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 After the Freo game, sorry. Well, um, it probably won't have changed because Richmond haven't played. Um, who else? Hawth- were Hawthorne up. There? I think it's Hawthorne Richmond. GWS and... Yeah, actually, who won last night? The the Hawthorne-North game. North, North got up, didn't they? Yeah. Well, then, see, that makes all of a sudden our runs a little bit... Yeah, so who was it? Oh, it was Port as well, but they've lost back-to-back games, so... Yeah. Um, but, yeah. No Paddy Ryder makes them... It's a big hole for them, especially against West Coast, with two good Ruckman. Yeah, Which, that's which Scotty Lysett's been playing better for us than that and He has, yeah. I wrote about... I'm not unhappy about it. I'm not unhappy about it. No, no, he's still popping up for 80 Dreamies and Lysett doing the same thing. It's a good ruck duo. Yeah, it's not a bad one. Sandy's looking a bit fatigued. I'd like if uh, Sean Darcy was healthy, but... What did he do? Some, like, quite a... PCL. Yeah, long... Originally, they thought it was a big one. Like, oh, it could be a whole year, but I think he's going to be okay. PCL is like a six-weeker. I think something like that, so... It's a bit of a shame that we won't have him to lean on for a bit, but um, we should be okay. Speaking of okay, my dream team is not okay. Not I've okay. had a stinker of a week. How you going? Listen to my midfield. All right, so okay. Tom Mitchell had eighty three. Bryce he's a Gibbs skipper though as well. He was my skipper, so yeah. technically one sixty. He really gypped you there. I think he had the same score last week. Actually, exactly the same score. Yep. There you go. There you go. At least he's consistent. <laughs> Bryce Gibbs sixty five. Luki Parker seventy three. Oh wow. Lockie Neal eighty six. And then my three rookies, Kelly, Holman, and Brayshaw in the guts, actually all had 70, which is fine. But mm. oh, I just, I don't know what it is this year. The premium guys I pick just f- seem to fail <laughs> all at the same. Oh, yeah, it's not great. At the moment, I'm sitting, I've got 14-16. I've moved back in rank, and I've got one, two, three, four, five guys to play. Okay. How many, what are you on? 14-16, so I don't think oh, I'm going to get... just get that. I don't think I'm going to get to two unless... Who have I got? Maxi Gorn needs to have about 150. Steel side bottom 150 would be yeah, nice as well. Not impossible. Not, not impossible, impossible, but not great. How are you boys looking? Uh, I'm uh, sitting on 16-52 with... I think I've only got about three players to play, if that. Might outscore me this week. In fact, I've got... Yeah, I've got Pendles left to play who's got the C on him, which is mm. pretty handy. Should be at least two handy. You and I've got yeah. young Murray back there in the back line, and that's about it. I've got a few on my bench, like Guelph and Frisch, who might uh, 
pop up, but I've, I'm going okay. My midfield and forward line have been great. Um, Paul Seedsman was one of my ins who was very solid with a 99 for me, and I'll just put, put him into the back line next week. And then when I get rid of Collar Jasny, who's absolutely <laughs> gypped me for the, the whole season, actually. Oh, yeah, if you're listening to this, Colin, mate, you've really hurt me. Um, Billings is that bloke for me. Yeah. I'm praying to God that Dustin Martin gets forward status this week, because then Billings is going to If not, you can go. bring in McLean as well. Uh, I've got a lot of options. Rings. And last week, I kind of like swallowed a tough pill and like downgraded a couple of rookies who were mm. injured, brought in a couple of others and built a bit of cash up. And like I was tempted to trade out guys like Parker and even Billings himself, but I was like, I'll give him one more week. Nice. They didn't didn't deliver, so yeah, I've got a lot of flexibility and a lot of options, but yeah, God, I'm not having a great time. Well, and what do you reckon I should do with Collar Jasney? Oh, he's got to go. Of course, got to go, but you know, I've got two almost 200k left, mm. dual position coming out. Am I picking someone up like Yo? Maybe we did chat. Maybe about this, we talked we? about. Well, Yo, we I, I, we didn't watch the Eagles game, but it seems like he's playing a lot of midfield as well. So if he gets oh, yeah. midfield status, yeah, because he's pure defense at the moment. I. I don't know, going from 46 to 130 is, like, I hate having those type of players. Yeah. However, I wouldn't if you got a player who's... Did he have a 46, did he? He had a four, couple of year, weeks ago. Yeah, I yeah, think it was against Geelong, but he had about 25 in the last five minutes. So he yeah. was on 20, but, but, you know, you take... If he goes 46, 130, 110, and I don't... Don't know what that equals. I mean, it's better than college, hasn't he? Let's probably. say, for example, over the three-week stretch, mm-hmm. he averages 100... At the end of the day, I guess, you know, that's part of the the roller coaster that you do if you take a bloke like Yoey. Cade yeah. Simpson's one that I'm targeting as a he had a big game, but yeah, sorry, what was your original question? What should you do with your defense? Well, with Collard Jasney, I'm gonna turn him into well, five hundred and sixty-two grand. Yeah. Plus my two hundred, I'll have around seven hundred. I can probably pretty much get any defender in the comp. Pretty much, especially if I swing another trade somewhere else. Like I'm honestly thinking I might what I'd do I if, might flip Goldstein as well. If I was you, I'd trade... Who do you say you were going to trade out, sorry? Colo. That's Colo. right. Colo out. I'd put Seedsman into your back course, line. Of course. And bring in a midfielder for around that Yeah, Because you could almost get anyone in the comp for 750 plus. I really wouldn't mind getting Natty Fife. We were talking about him earlier. Yeah. I reckon he's just having a wicked year. And he, he, he looks back. He looks like back and he might win the Brownlow again. Like, he does. With the exception of that first game against Port, he's been an absolute monster. Yeah. He might, after last last week's game, he might now be the form player in the comp. Very like, possibly. Um, Him or Ed Kerno. He's only over... Yeah, Ed Kerno's. Edlin's just having a nice little stretch. Shout out to Ed if you're listening to this, yeah. mate. Have a beer on us, mate. Yeah, Ed, if you are listening, message me on uh, Twitter and, yeah, we will, we'll, pay we'll, we'll find a way to... We'll transfer $8 so you can buy yourself a nice Carlton Dry. Yeah. Because uh, you have earned it, son. Good on you, mate. Victoria Bitter or whatever you are. Good on you, mate. Um... A bit of a shorter episode today. That's kind of all the stuff that I wanted to cover and talk about. You got anything uh, on your mind? Anything uh, uh, troubling, puzzling? No, not particularly, I don't think. Uh, I reckon uh, I might think of something in the next minute. So. Let's add in uh, I made my end of season awards picks. Right. Um, it's so, do you, are you a fan of them handing out the awards at June at like a ceremony? Or did you like the old way, how they gradually came out throughout the playoffs? I got more joy out of the playoffs one. Um, so I would say gradually release it, but it, I mean, change is always hard. So give it a few years. We yeah, might love it. Might I just, be, it might turn into the Brownlow, which is a great night all of a sudden. They should do it on the break between the finals and the 
conference finals. That'd be awesome. Like yeah. the Brownlow, like, you know? Yeah. But they do it, so the... I it's don't know. Hard, it's tough for that those finals teams to fly somewhere, though. Like, True. They're well, they can always... They can do, like, what the Eagles or Dockers do. Like, if they're playing in the Grandy, they're in Perth, and they just live stream. I mean, yeah, there's ways around I've got a funny feeling that, that NBA players would have a real hard time doing that. They're like... They would just be like, nah, I'm 100% focused on the game right now. You know, I don't want just a night sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. I reckon they'd be like... Aussies are a bit more laid back. We're like, oh yeah, we'll have a beer, watch the brown one. That's (laughs) it. Like, I I, um, get the the glad rags out, bring the girls out, we'll be right. But I reckon the NBA players just don't care. Like, especially because their season's so close to... Done and theirs is like a rough season. 82 games, flying all over the joint. They just want to let their hair down in the Bahamas or That's whatever. That's a good point. Um, so I don't love it, but yeah, um, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Who have you got this year for the old uh, most improved? Yeah, so for my awards... This is a bit of a runaway, really, isn't it? Um, for my awards, I found that some of them were pretty much like, clear winners, mm. and there was some that were, oh, yeah, look, you could pick one of three blokes, and I wouldn't really be opposed to that. So, yeah, most improved, I said Oladipo. Yep. Six man, I said Lou Will. Okay. Um, honourable mention to Gordon and Bobby Portis I had to dig through to find some honourable mentions for that one Rookie of the Year Ben Donovan Close and if Donovan Mitchell wins it I could understand it but probably not no Ben Ben is winning that yeah I know Coach of the Year I said Dwayne Casey but honestly oh. you could pick Pop Stephen Schneider and I would totally it's generally understand. a pretty close um, argument every yeah. year for Coach of the Year at least two guys I would pick Casey as well honestly I like what Schneider did, make no mistake. He like he he totally deserves it, but I, I would side on Casey. Just for what he's done consistently, start to finish. Yeah, he's a great coach. Hey? He's a great coach. Casey. Did um, you do executive of the year? No. No. Good to hear less. I was gonna do my um defence and rookie teams as well and I started to do it and I was like, you know what? I can't even remember who was on the all-second defensive team last year. I just don't care that much about it. Yeah, like, fair enough. You know who the best defenders are. You know who yeah. the best rooks are. I yeah. gave blokes... I did a video and podcast to announce all of them and okay. obviously wrote an article. So yeah. I gave dudes shout-outs, but I was like, I just don't care enough. Go check those out if you haven't. Yeah, please do. Defence, I gave it to Rudy Gobert, even though he played 56 games um, and gave oh, honourable yeah. mentions to Embiid and Davis. I just thought that Davis wasn't... As good defensively, and Embiid also missed a chunk of games. And like Davis and Embiid are probably both better players and better offensively, oh. but on the defensive end, I think uh, Rudy Gobert. I would say Gobert and Embiid are par, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gobert's I, getting I a think, bit of a short straw, but yeah, I, I love Rudy Gobert. I think Ant Davis will win it just because mm-hmm. no one else has played enough. Or yeah, enough. I, I said, um, actually, I think I put. Embiid down a second. But yeah, that would make sense. I'd understand I that. just think he will. And he is close to leading the league in blocks. A lot of rebounds always. Yeah. And there's a couple of steals as well. That's always handy. That's right. I reckon he might get it. Probably the least deserving defensive player of the year we've seen in a long time. No offence, Ant Davis, but really, like it's, it's been a, a pretty mixed, bad year. Mixed like, field. Except for Gobert, who would be a runaway winner if he had... 70 games under his belt, no. but it's just a bit close to call. So That's a fair point. Um, is there any case for anyone not named James Harden to win the MVP? No. Yep. No cool. chance. Let's, uh, let's finish that one then because yeah. <laughs> um, the end. I did say I can understand why some people are voting for LeBron, but 
not over Harden. Like LeBron no. second, sure, maybe he can like out uh, vote, out poll, out poll yeah. Anthony Davis and those guys, but you just can't not give it to Harden. No so. way. Um, all NBA teams, I won't dig through them no, too deeply, but I think the only one who is a little bit subjective is maybe Durant or Ante the Kumpo on the first team, yeah. but all the others pretty popular picks, and then. The last or second last I could spot see on the Lillard third and Westbrook team. switching. Yeah. Honestly. I put Lillard in the first team. Just because uh, of his record more, though? He played well, but like because they got the third seed in the it's end. It's one win difference. 49 and 48 games. I would take so. uh, Westbrook over yeah, Lillard. Like a, well, yeah, actually, now I think He that. did have Damn a triple double. <laughs> nah. I, I'm happy with Lillard, but you're right. You could go either way. Yeah. Um, we just realised I didn't go through the uh, who the Cavs should get. Oh, go on. Go in the, ahead, in the mock. Let it fly. I was, <laughs> was going to say, you actually didn't run through that much. No, nah, I didn't. We sort of stopped at the top pick or two. All right, well, how long is this pod going? What are we at? About 30 we minutes. We'll talk about, talk about the draft for a go little on. more. So I love the once the draft comes around. That's part of my like favourite part of the year to cover, I guess, is yeah. the prospects coming in. Um, I went a little bit left of field. In my last couple of drafts, I've kind of stuck pretty vanilla with what a lot of other mock drafts are doing and I've had a look at be like oh yep Jaron Jackson on average is going at pick four I'm going to put him at pick four and now that the teams are set a little bit I kind of fluctuated my picks a bit more I said that Orlando would take Trey Young at five um, and Jaron Jackson slips a little bit I had Mikhail Bridges the Nova guy the okay. three and D bloke I said he'd go to the Kings nice and then I said that the Cavs at pick eight would take Colin Sexton Who's the point guard yep. from Bama, the athlete okay. dude. He kind of reminds me a little bit, big call, of uh, Russell Westbrook. Like, okay. he's yeah. just a competitor. Like, did you see earlier in the year, he, um, there was one point where Alabama had only three players left to play because their bench got ejected for Oh, I did see that. And they nearly won. And then two dudes fouled out. And Sexton when, nearly got it. When it was three on five, Sexton right. scored, like, 18 points straight or something stupid. Like, finished with 40-odd. <laughs> It was nuts, eh? And yeah, they nearly won, so... He's a man. I think regardless of if LeBron leaves or stays, um, Sexton would be a good piece. If they know what LeBron's doing pre-draft, then it would be uh, a little bit uh, a little bit different to determine, so... If we jumped up to pick number one, though, I wouldn't take DeAndre Ayton. Okay. I wouldn't take Luka Doncic. Oh, you take I wouldn't take Porter. Marvin Bagley. I would take Michael Porter. I don't care about his mm. back injury. Mm. Put that to the side. That was a freak. Like, how many people do you know that have spinal injuries? Uh, like... Not that many. I think that's why it scares me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you're probably right. Anyway, no, I'm sticking to my guns. I love Michael Porter Jr. Yeah, I reckon... He would be my top choice for... Dinner. I reckon he has the highest ceiling out of anyone in the draft. Mm, very interesting. Yeah. But, um... Hopefully the Cavs can jump. Imagine the... It'd be nice up... if they just jumped into the top three. Imagine that uproar... Let me, let me paint this picture. It imagine, would be. imagine if after the playoffs, LeBron's like, I'm not coming back to Cleveland, like announces it on public, and then uh, what are you fist pumping about? Oh, the Nuggets. I've See, just been, as you've been talking, I've been not listening at all and simming the lottery on Tankathon. Finally got Denver to number one. How many times did you have to do it? About 50. <laughs> not that bad. Who else? Well, so let's, uh, let's pretend this happens. Well, then Memphis would pick second and yep. Atlanta would pick third. Yeah. Interesting. I would love that. This makes for a great podcasting for everyone else listening. Absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, Porter is a bit... Yeah, imagine if LeBron's like, I'm not coming back. 
and then all of a sudden the Cavs jumped to the number one pick no, see, after the lottery. That's the, thing, that's the funny thing. I, I don't think it will happen now because it doesn't make sense to get LeBron back there. I, I genuinely... I I don't want to sound like a tinfoil hat person, but I think, like, it's no, a little I bit like, rigged. I like <laughs> You know, like, it's a little bit rigged. Like, it was... They got all those number ones just because it was like... they The NBA needed LeBron back there, so he wasn't a villain. So the best player in the league was, like, a good guy again. Yeah, so much look, more marketable. I, look, you know? I totally understand. It's Same so... with Derek Rose going to his hometown, you know? Yeah. And Davis going to an NBA-owned... Um, New Orleans back in the day like when he was yeah. clearly the like transcendent number one, number one it just like there's just a, but no the Cavs won't get it now the, unless there's a homegrown guy it's just not going to happen so Who? it would be it would be interesting if it did happen because then you'd be like oh what like, yeah. what are they trying to do now but, um, who would be the team that like if they jumped from like one of the oh it'd be the New Knicks York. right yeah, yeah New imagine York. if the Knicks get the like top three pick Chicago would... probably you could, could argue um, any of the like uh, Los Angeles team just any big market teams like yeah. or homegrown talent is the other thing I didn't really look into but obviously I don't know enough about where Aiton or yeah I don't think from. a lot of that will play into I don't think so either play into the factor there's no like one clear choice in this draft whereas LeBron obviously was Davis was Rose was maybe not but yeah yeah alright well yeah we've been a bit all over the shop but that's essentially the bits and pieces we wanted to talk about Cavs Pacers game 4 tonight yeah or yeah oh, tonight is, 8 yeah. o'clock yeah. who you got you reckon we go down 3-1? No, I think the up. Cavs will turn it around. What's the uh, over or under on what LeBron scores? Um, 35. I reckon he's going big. 35, I'll, t- I'll take it. Nice, safe, but high number. Pencil him in for 46. Yeah, Cowherds uh, lit the uh, fire under the, under the booty the of big LeBron. Man. Yeah. Um, wouldn't be a Sunday sit-down if I didn't give a couple of uh, birthday shout-outs. We've got some interesting ones uh, today. Firstly, we've got Kaka. Remember... Yep. Good old, what FIFA were you uh, playing when Kaká was uh, the man? For me, it was FIFA 08. Round 10 or 08, yeah. He's a good uh, good egg. Jeffrey Dean uh, Morgan, okay. a.k.a. Negan. We There's have, a couple of beauties. We it? have not um, watched any of the second half of, what season is it? Eight or seven? Eight. Eight of Walking Dead after watching the Coral episode. Coral. I'd be very interested to see what the Walking Dead like numbers are like. They've just I think they're just slowly slipping. Not not crazy, but not great. They're still like I think they're still the best on uh, on the internet. What a shame! That show was so good for a I while, know. and it's just slowly turned into crap. Mm. Um, Alas, Jack Nicholson. You didn't finish what we were talking. You didn't say why we started talking about The Walking Dead. <laughs> what? You didn't say why we were talking about. Yeah, the I said Jeffrey Dean Morgan's birthday, aka Negan. Oh, fuck, I didn't hear that. Sorry, I was just not... Just off in your own little world. I was just looking at the other celebrities, yeah. Um, Jack Nicholson, arguably the biggest Lakers celebrity fan, and Beast Mode, Marshall Lynch. Beast Mode. Um, Yep, that wraps up the uh, Sunday sit-down. Thanks for joining, J-Lo, passively. (laughs) Um, I think it's NFL Draft on Thursday, our time, so we'll probably do another... I'll do the... The Bills move up today, didn't they? Hey? Didn't the Bills moved up today? Oh, that's news to me. For the QB? Hope they did. I think I'm pretty sure it was the Bills or something like that. I know that the Bills want to move up, but, um... Yeah, it's so tough. I'm trying to do these mock drafts, and all these other pro guys are writing. They're like, oh, this is... 
my mock draft with the Browns trading pick four to the Patriots for their two first round picks. Oh, like that's they're cheating. forecasting trades. That's cheating. I hate doing that. Like there's no way that you can do that. So my final uh, NFL mock draft will go up probably Thursday morning or Thursday before um, the draft, but I will not be doing any trades. So if you're interested okay. in seeing who the Texans, Texans, they might be able to trade into the first round. I only do the first round because oh. after that it's a bit of a, you know, bit of a lottery. <laughs> yeah, um, really what it is. True. Then I think next week I will also, obviously because Anzac Day games played on Wednesday, of course. I'll be waiting till Wednesday to do my fantasy round wrap up, but at the moment it's looking like my boys aren't going to be doing too great. Um, you no. gonna gonna watch the Anzac Day game with me? It's tempting. Um, we don't have work. Are you working Thursday? It's no, I don't. Oh no, I think it's Wednesday morning our time. One twenty eight. Yeah, it would be Wednesday morning. You working Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. But I'll watch it. I might as long too. as it's on at the right time. I'll watch it. I'll like figure it out. One in the morning or something for sure. I'll do that. Um, I will probably. I think one twenty starts our time AM, so I'll probably watch that too. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure if you enjoyed the Sports Bite Fright podcast, you give us a rating and review on iTunes. We want to get to the stage where we can uh, queue up a Q&A session. So if anyone uh, has any questions, feel free to post them. Start doing it now, honestly. If, <laughs> even if there's just one interesting question, we can still That's uh, true. Yard about it for 17 minutes. You know? Yeah, comment on you know the YouTube videos or the podcasts. Can you comment on podcast stuff? I'm not sure. I've got no idea, mate. That's your, comment. That's your realm. I'll figure it out. Comment. Comment on SoundCloud. Comment somewhere. Let us know. Yeah. SoundCloud um, on the podcast, YouTube, etc. But yes, thanks for tuning in. Until next time, peace.